Hi, everybody. I'm Larry Gassman in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room, and it is October 4, 2021, in most places except Australia, and we'll get into that in a moment. And we're here to talk about uh, NVDA. And Quentin Christensen was with us last in about 2018, and we talked about the new things that were happening in NVDA then. They've had an update recently, and he is the training and support uh, manager and is involved heavily with regard to NVDA. And he'll be talking about that. He'll take your questions, etc. And um, you can go to the website and uh, look at NVDA, NVDA and download it as well. Great screen reader. So, in the meantime, uh, let's first of all say welcome back and thanks so much for being with us on Tech Talk, Quentin. Thank you very much, Larry. Thanks for having me. Hi, everybody. And you're in Australia, correct? I am in Australia, so it's tomorrow here and I can tell you it's drizzly outside. Ah, ah. (laughs) Well, talk to us a little bit about maybe for those who've never seen NVDA, what it is, why it's a little different than your normal screen reader and what's happening with regard to NVDA nowadays. Absolutely. So NVDA has been around for about 15 years now, actually. It's uh, it's a Windows screen reader. So some of you might be familiar with JAWS uh, or Window Eyes, um, uh, Dolphin, um, are a couple of others, and Narrator. Uh, Microsoft have built into Windows, which is coming along now. Um, but NVDA, one of the big differences, I guess, the the key standout feature compared to other screen readers, aside from Narrator, is that it is free uh, for anybody to download and use. And that was one of the key drivers for Mick and Jamie when they first started developing it back in 2006, uh, was that often the cost of a screen reader was, was prohibitive for many blind users, especially on top of the cost of just the computer to begin with. Um, so that was the impetus for making NVDA, and it's continued to grow and get better, uh, and and to the point where we've uh, you know now just come out with a version that supports Windows 11 before it's even out. So uh, yeah, it's it's going really well. Um, so let's see some of the the newer features for those who already are familiar with. NVDA uh, is, as uh, as I just mentioned, uh, NVDA 2021.2, which came out a few weeks ago now, uh, supports Windows 11, um, which itself comes out uh, today, tomorrow, depending on where you are. Um, so that's one of the, the big things there. Um, and a lot of the other things, actually, just looking through the new features, a lot of the other things are those little incremental things that may not, uh, you know, sound earth-shattering, uh, just to mention them off off the cuff, but uh, but do make life easier um, as you uh, as you are working. So things like reading the suggestion count when searching in File Explorer, um, telling you the indent level when you're changing indent in Word. Uh, and things like that are, are those kind of little things that just give it extra polish. Um, we've had updates to things like LibLui, which is where we get our Braille tables from, and eSpeakNG. Um, so I know for people who perhaps first used NVDA uh, back in maybe Windows 7 and 
didn't like the voice. Uh, that was eSpeakNG that you didn't like. Um, we actually use Windows One Core now, which is the voice that comes built into Windows 10 and, uh, and which Narrator uses. Um, it sounds a lot more human than eSpeakNG. Um, and we've also built in things like uh, Rate Boost now, so you can speed up uh, both at eSpeak and uh, Windows One Core and a couple of other synthesizers, I think. Um, but that all works out of the box. Um, for those using Windows 10, um, NVDA obviously will continue to work. NVDA actually still supports Windows 7 for those of you uh, using Windows 7 and, and worried, well, now we're starting to support Windows 11. Are we about to ditch Windows 7? Uh, not yet. Um, we still support Windows 7 with NVDA 2021.2. And, you know, as far as I know, 2021.3 and, and continuing on, don't have any plans to ditch that yet. So uh, so we will be sure to let you know as and when that may change. Um we have in our other recent versions, we've built in things like um, screen curtain um, was a, a popular feature. It used to be an add-on. Um, and basically what it does is it lets you make the screen black uh, for privacy. Um, and if you don't want to have the screen off, uh, for the other end of the spectrum, we've built in focus highlight, which will highlight where the focus currently is. Uh, rate boost, as I mentioned, uh, touchscreen improvements, uh, new input methods for things like Chinese languages. Um, you can now use the elements list in, in focus mode. Uh, so for those coming from JAWS, for instance, uh, the, the forms, is it the forms list? Um, insert F7 anyway. Uh, yeah. It's the same keystroke in NVDA. So it brings up the elements list and uh, all of the elements are in that one dialogue rather than being insert F5, F6, F7. Uh, we've got improvements in things like Excel um, and Word and Outlook and all the rest of Office, as well as in Chrome uh, and Firefox and Edge. Um, so lots of, lots of new, new little tweaks and things there. Um, uh, Windows Windows 11 is obviously going to be one of those big ones going forward, but um, yeah, obviously for a lot of people now they're they're sort of still looking at uh, as I think we were discussing before the meeting, still looking at whether to to make that upgrade or not. Um, and I must admit, I haven't uh, haven't moved to it personally on my own machine yet, um, uh, but. When I get a new computer, uh, I'll be looking for one that I can run Windows 11 on. Um, and just because I also looked this up earlier on, Windows 10, Microsoft's given it an end-of-life date of October 14, 2025. Uh, so you've got about another four years before you need to make a decision one way or the other there on, on Windows 10. Um, yeah, that's... Um, that's sort of what's going on with NVDA itself. Um, one other big thing that we've got coming up is NVDA Con. 
NVDA Con is uh, a yearly conference that we have for NVDA users, developers, um, everyone else in the community. Um, and it's coming up on, as far as I know, about the first week in December. Um, just waiting for them to make an announcement on that. So one of the one of the things that I really like about NVDA Con is we don't actually run it. Uh, it's it's entirely run by users. There's a, a committee of users who get together and, and plan everything for that. We do support them. Um, and this year they're moving to uh, Zoom. So they'll be running it on the Zoom platform. Um, and so we'll, for instance, probably help them out with the cost of the, the license for Zoom. But other than that, they, they actually organize it. And that's one of the things I've always loved about NVDA Con uh, is just that amazing community behind it. Um, both in things like NVDA Con and in helping out with things like the user group. There's an email group, a couple of email groups and Facebook groups and, and groups on most platforms, WhatsApp and so on, um, where users get together and, and give each other help and support, um, as well as, of course, the, the official help and support that, uh, that we provide. Um, so we've got our official training material that we that we sell. Now we try and make that as uh, cheap as possible. Uh, we do do sell it. So the um, electronic text versions, which come in a zip file with Word, um, web page, uh, HTML, EPUB, and um, Amazon Kindle formats, um, cost $32 Australian, which works out to just over 20 Dollars US from memory. I didn't actually double check that before I came on today, but in that ballpark. Um, we also have um, training material as well as the basic training for NVDA, which uh, despite the name actually covers everything from first using NVDA through to advanced concepts like um, object navigation um, and, um, and setting um, configuration profiles for different programs. There's also training material available for most of the Microsoft Office suite, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook, uh, which in actual fact is, is more, 90% of it is more how to use Word, for instance, with the keyboard more so than, uh, than NVDA-specific keystrokes. There are a few commands and a few things that you can do to, um, to tweak NVDA in, in Office, but in fact, most of those materials are how do I get around office with with the keyboard um, and one of the things that um, that we really found as a great benefit in doing that was the number of issues that it uncovered both for things that could be improved in office and things that could be improved from our side as well in supporting uh, office and people working in office was um, we've worked very closely with Microsoft to address a lot of things. So when I was writing the material, for instance, and I found actually you can't use, you know, shapes in Word um, or objects or, or this or that or the other, um, or this almost works, but there isn't a keystroke for this. Um, and I'd, I'd go back to Microsoft and that's, that's led to a lot of improvements there, um, which has been fantastic. Um, and we've now also bundled all of our training material together in a, a productivity bundle that you can buy. 
Uh, and we've got the NVDA certification. Uh, so you can basically, you can sit an online exam and that will give you an idea of, of how, um, how well you know NVDA. Uh, it's quite, quite a tricky exam, actually. And um, once you pass that, you can, uh, you can be listed on our list of NVDA certified experts. Uh, and if you happen to provide services, if you provide, you know, on-site training, for instance, or uh, or add-ons uh, that you that you'll write for companies, you can uh, you can be listed there with those details, so people can find you. Um, let's see, add-ons um, probably worth mentioning as well. Um, I know people often ask about add-ons. So add-ons work, for those familiar with JAWS, um, not exactly the same as um, as JAWS scripts, but conceptually sort of similar. They, they let you uh, provide extra functionality in a, a program or support options uh, that aren't available in NVDA itself, for instance. Um, and they're written by a whole range of people from us in-house through to um, through to companies. There's an add-on, for instance, for Citrix and and other virtual machines that uh, a lot of co- corporates use. That was that was written by uh, a company in uh, in Europe who uh, who sell that themselves. Um, so there's uh, there's things like uh, Zoom accessibility enhancements, which gives you extra functionality in Zoom. Um, and one for Notepad++, for instance. Um, and some of them are extra things that might come into NVDA. So I mentioned that Screen Curtain and um, Focus Highlight were originally add-ons, and we've, we've brought those in. Um, uh, one, of our, one of our community contributors, Joseph Lee, has, has written a number of add-ons, including... Um, the Windows application essentials, which actually includes quite a few things that he's worked out to, to make life easier and, and uh, improve things in Windows, and particularly now looking at Windows 11. And, uh, and yeah, some of that functionality definitely does then come over to NVDA uh, core itself. So you don't need the add-on um, eventually for some of those things. Uh, one... Other example of that is is his uh, add-on updater, which will automatically look for updates to add-ons and install them for you, um, which um, I'd like to see brought into NVDA itself um, at some point. Uh, we're actually, actually, uh, one thing that is coming up, we're, we're working on a new um, store new interface sort of for uh, add-ons um, so that they're a bit easier to find and use and update and uh, and all of that. So that's something that's that's coming in the pipeline um, and will hopefully make life easier for both add-on authors and users. I have a question as long as you're looking for stuff because you mentioned the fact that it's, it's, I think you mentioned that it's free and open source. I'm pretty I, sure you did. I think I did. Um, I should have if I didn't. I'm, I'm pretty sure you did. But my question was, <laughs> I realize that you're charging for various things, but software, especially hardware, they're expensive. And I'm curious about 
how you're able to take care of those costs when people aren't actually paying for licenses, etc. What what do you do in order to make it continue to stay open source and free? Good question, uh, and and yeah, often often something that people wonder about. So it was it was something that Mick and Jamie sort of started planning for early on in in uh, developing NVDA was um, partly you know partly that they were curious to to see what they could do in terms of building a screen reader and, and we can see that they did a great job but partly it was also addressing that need of providing a screen reader um, that didn't then uh, put the onus of, of payment on the end user so what we do how we get most of our money is through um, we work with companies like Microsoft, Mozilla, Adobe, um, and so on. And we, we work with them to make their products more accessible. Um, and uh, and we, we get money um, from them for that, which uh, basically helps pay most of our bills and, and keep the lights on and keep NVDA free for everybody else. Um, we are a registered charity in Australia. Uh, so equivalent of a, uh, what is it, 501c3. Um, but we, yeah, we're, we're looking at what we can do sort of for that in the US as well. But yeah, we are a registered charity in Australia. So we do take uh, donations as well. Um, and we do the selling the, the training material um, and telephone support um, as well, which brings in, uh, brings in some money too. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, our, our key objective is to ensure that that primary product, the NVDA itself, is free for anyone in the world who can use it. And we do have some hands. We have three thus yeah. far. Yeah, it looks like uh, Mitchell is first here. Hey, how does your NVDA do with Teams? How does that work? With Teams, yes, it uh, yeah, it works with Teams. Um, and I know we've we've done some work on that. That recently, I actually don't use Teams a lot myself, um, so I haven't um, got any great wisdom on you on that for you just now. But it, yeah, it definitely does does work. Um, and I know if you if you do find anything that doesn't work with it, for instance, then do please let us know. Um, and you can do that by emailing info at nvaccess.org uh, or on any of our social media channels, um, Facebook when it's up, Twitter, um, or through, for instance, that uh, NVDA groups IO email list as well. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it does definitely work in Teams. Uh, uh, Zoom, as I mentioned, um, and there is that, add-on, which, which gives you a bit of extra functionality, lets you control a bit more of the announcements um, when people come and go and things like that um, with that add-on. Um, and things like, you know, Google Meet and, and so on. So, um, yeah, definitely people using those platforms have been, uh, have been quite, you know, grown exponentially over the, the course of the pandemic, obviously, and, uh, and continuing to go strong. Okay, uh, David Green is next. Hi, I'm wondering if there's a key command, keyboard command for turning on the screen curtain in NVDA. Ah, good question. There, 
can you just mute? There we go. Um, there isn't a command out of the box, but you can set one up. Um, it was it was just a decision that was made when the the feature was implemented. Uh, there there are a couple of other features and and options and settings and things which can be toggled either from settings, um, but may not have a keystroke and this was just one of them um in hindsight we've had a lot of requests for a keystroke so maybe we could have but um you can set one up through nvda's input gestures um dialogue and i can quickly bring up i did write the procedure for doing that in our in process blog so we have a blog that we publish usually every fortnight. Um, and there was an article that I covered on that back in... Do, 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 do. Well, I can figure that out. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, next is Bobby Vinton. Quentin, I just want to make a comment. I love the brand new voices that you have, like I love Clat 6 and Edward 2. They're the clearest ones of them all. Now, I have a question about the um, <clears throat> voices. Are you planning to get rid of some of those old ones that sound really bad, like, you know, like Mr. Serious and all that? And another question is, why are you getting rid of um, Teen Talk for um, the NBDA Con? Those are my two things. Sure. So with the the voices, uh, I think th those ones were all um, Eastpeak NG voices you were you were talking about there. Um, yeah, they we, were. Yep. So what we actually do there, we don't add or remove them ourselves. We take updates to Eastpeak NG, uh, and we what we've tried to do recently actually is get more in sync with them. Um, and so we will usually bring in a new build of eSpeak NG soon after we release a, a stable version of NVDA. We'll bring a new build into Alpha, our, our pre-release cycle, um, so that it can be tested and, and make sure everything works. And um, so those new voices, uh, I can't claim credit for. They're actually things that, uh, that the eSpeak project team have, have added uh, and similarly, anything that's been removed has, has been done by them as well. Um, eSpeak NG is an open source project uh, similar to NVDA in that regard. Um, and they have a, a GitHub page, an issue tracker, much like we do, uh, and a mailing list. Oh, I think they're on Groups.io as well, um, that you can write to and make those suggestions or complaints or or anything that's that's not working or you'd like to see done differently um if you get stuck and can't find it you can always write to me and i can pass it on or uh, or get you in touch with them um and the second part of your question or the second question about um yeah so nvda con used to be run on the team talk platform and the decision was made this year to change to zoom um because broadly because uh, and again uh, as i mentioned we don't um control nvda con ourselves it's done by the the committee <coughs> excuse me sorry it's done by the committee we don't control 
that. So um, that was their decision. But essentially, it was because it was felt that Zoom was a more uh, broadly used platform that uh, that might attract more users. Um, uh, perhaps similarly to, to eSpeak itself, it, it's one of those things that has its uh, has its people who absolutely love it, and its people who who don't so much. Um, so I think it was just a yeah choice to try the new platform, and I guess we'll see how that goes this year. Yeah, and just to let you know, I love the brand new voices so much. My favorite one is Clat Six, and I love Edward too. You know, they're so similar, believe it or not, the newer ones, they're so similar to Eloquence and Deck Talk. I don't even use Eloquence anymore. That's how much I like these new voices. Fantastic. Actually, just on Eloquence, uh, it's probably worth mentioning because I know a lot of people who come from JAWS, uh, that's one of the first things that they want is, can I get Eloquence for MVDA? And the answer is, yes, you can. Um, It is is put out by Code Factory. Uh, so Eloquence itself is, is fairly tightly controlled by, by Nuance. Um, so you do need to buy a license for Eloquence. Um, uh, unfortunately, for those who would like it free, yeah, you do need to pay for it. Uh, it's not something we control. We did actually look into whether we could get you know, a, a product license just so we could include it. And... Um, in order to do that, we'd basically have needed to have paid for a license for every user ourselves. So, um, yeah, it's there, and you can you can choose to use that if you like. Um, also, for choose to buy it if you like. Also, for uh, people coming from Jaws, we have a, a guide on switching from Jaws to NVDA, which uh, we've improved and built on a lot since uh well since i was last on here um basically what it is is a handy reference for those coming from jaws who who say i know how to use this feature in jaws what's the equivalent thing in mvda or how do i do it in nvda um and i will put a link to that in our next um in our next in process blog i'll make sure there's a link to that for you uh, because it's a little bit hard to find from our website itself. Let's go to Steve Bauer. Thanks to you and the whole crew uh, NVDA. I guess I'm like a lot of other people probably in this room that uh, it's my second screen reader. I am primarily a JAWS user, but there's it seems like more and more occasions where, um, gee, why isn't JAWS working with this? I can pop up NVDA and uh, it'll work. If it doesn't work, at least it'll work differently. So I thank you for that. Um, my question is, uh, I've run into a problem the last couple of months. Uh, I'm getting an error message whenever I try and um, install, for example, a new uh, Braille display driver, or even when I tried to do the latest update, I would just get an error message. And so what I did was to delete my copy of NVDA, um, reinstall it, and that gave me the new version, but I'm still getting the error messages when I try and uh, update a Braille display driver or that sort of thing. Uh, and I noticed that all, all, all my settings uh, that I had made came back when I uh, when I reinstalled. So I guess my question is, is there a way to do a, a totally clean install or a way to cleanly uninstall with all the, I know JAWS allows you to either uninstall the program or uninstall all your settings. And is there something equivalent in NVDA because something is stuck somewhere that I'm getting these error messages trying to install different things? 
Yes. Um, I'm not sure about the errors. That's um, that's not ideal. Perhaps if you could uh, if you could reach out to me, yeah, offline um, after this, that would be good. I can explore that. Um, but certainly to your question about reverting the configuration, yeah, we have discussed putting an option in there uh, when you install it to, to overwrite the old settings. What it does at the moment is it will not remove those and it will, yeah, reapply those when you uh, when you reinstall, which is handy if that's what you wanted. But if you were reinstalling as you have uh, in order to try and fix a problem, it's, it's less so. Um, so there is a either a keystroke or an option from the NVDA menu so NVDA and, and then down down arrow to um, revert configuration. Um, the keystroke is NVDA control R. Um, and if you press that once, it resets to the last time you saved the configuration. Uh, so if you uh, use the synth settings ring and, and make the speech unintelligibly fast or slow, um, you can use that to reset it before you save the settings. Uh, or if you press it three times quickly, uh, NVDA control R three times quickly, it will revert to factory configuration. So it will basically reset all your settings to how they are on a brand new machine. Um, one other troubleshooting thing that we have greatly improved recently is uh, in 2021.2, is we've uh, tweaked a lot of the COM registration fixing tool, which is something that you can access from NVDA's tools menu. So NVDA N, then T for tools, and then uh, then go down and find that COM registration fixing tool. Um, one of the big things that people used to use that for was if you went into your browser, for instance, and it announced everything as unknown, 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 um, this would fix that. Um, and it will also fix a, a few other things. Um, now, what it's primarily, what it is primarily designed for is um, as you install and remove um, software on the computer, there are some libraries, some sections of the software that get shared across things. Um, so for instance, every piece of program, uh, every piece of software doesn't need to know all about what kind of printer you have. Uh, it just needs to know how to send something to the printer and Windows will take care of that. Um, things like that. And sometimes when you uninstall software or even install or update software, things which are needed by other pieces of software get uh, unregistered. So that COM registration fixing tool should fix a number of those things where, um, yeah, where things aren't being read or, or announced properly. Um, that should fix that. But yeah, that NVDA control R is, uh, will reset to factory default if you press it three times quickly. Okay, I will try that. And would I, if I wanted to get a clean install machine, could I do that, that, that command and then uninstall the software and then reinstall it? Would that be uh, something you'd suggest? Or do you think just that command would, would clear things out? You, yeah, once, so you should just be able to press that command rather than needing to then uninstall and, and reinstall. Um, uh, it won't necessarily remove all of your add-ons. 
So if you've got any add-ons, it won't necessarily remove those. Um, so you might need to uninstall those separately or, or delete them from the uh, from the directory. Okay, well, I will try those two things. And yep. if it doesn't work, I guess I'll have to get on. Uh, I never have joined any of the uh, NVDA groups mailing lists or whatever. I guess I should do that if I can't solve this problem. But uh, thanks for those ideas. Matt, you're welcome. Okay, let's try Tracy from Toronto. Unmute yourself if you're ready. So um, I, I've been an NVDA, NVDA user for 10 or more years, and I love it. I, I work use it with Thunderbird and LibreOffice. Mm -hmm. So um, do you do special things for LibreOffice, or is it just because of the way that program works that it works well with it? So we have worked with the, the developers of LibreOffice to... Uh, to try and work on a few of the the accessibility bugs that uh, that remain there, so hopefully we'll, things will keep getting better there. Um, but absolutely, as with anything, do do let us know of any issues that you encounter. Um, and it's also worth noting that uh, if you do hit something that doesn't work in a in a piece of software, it's also worth letting them know. Um, because more often than not, it's actually easier to fix an issue from the software side itself rather than the screen reader. And that, I mean, obviously, I'm saying that from the point of view of NVDA, but that would also apply to JAWS as well. It would be easier for them to uh, to, to address something. Um, and certainly, you know, NVDA and JAWS and most of the screen readers start from that base point of working to the various standards that exist, um, whether it's for things like this is what an edit box is and how it behaves, um, to you know, HTML standards and ARIA and things like that. Um, so if a piece of software meets those standards or works to those standards, then it should work out of the box with not just NVDA, but most screen readers. Um, and if it doesn't, then yes, we might be able to do something to make it work in NVDA, but then someone using JAWS might need to get them to do something specifically as well, and narrator and even, you know, voiceover or talkback on, uh, on your mobile um, work the same way. So if the people who make the software or the website or the whatever it is can, can fix it themselves, that will go a long way towards making it uh, work for everybody. And I appreciate that's easier said than done, particularly for me. Um, I, I know that it's very frustrating when you go to a software company and say, look, your software isn't working properly when I try and do this with the screen reader. And they'll go, yeah, file a bug report. Um, so, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, definitely it's worth approaching them as well. Um, but otherwise, I'm glad to hear it's working well with... Uh, with um, uh, LibreOffice um, and Thunderbird there. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's go to Carla. Um, I have a couple of, of questions. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm a JAWS user, but I've been advised that I should maybe put NVDA on my computer as well so that I have two computer, um, two um, screen readers, which I intend to do. But the questions I have are, um, I, I do a lot of things in foreign languages. And I was wondering if the, um, the, the keystrokes, the shortcut keys, like um, 
control, um, you know, control grove, and then an E would put an, a grave accent on an E, or a control colon um, for an umlaut, or a control apostrophe for acute. Do those types of keystrokes um, still work? And then the other question I have is, um, Will um, NVDA do a better job sometimes of pushing buttons for you if JAWS won't do it and of, of going with um, trying to access things with edge? Because those are the things I'm having trouble with JAWS the most. Yep. So firstly, I, I was going to mention this when, uh, when Steve mentioned using NVDA as a, a second screen reader as well. Um, obviously, being that it's free, um, there's nothing to lose by by downloading it and uh, and having it there on your machine, um, and you're most welcome to do that. Um, even still using JAWS as your primary screen reader, the main thing I would mention, obviously, is you don't want both of them speaking at once. Uh, you want to turn one off before you start the other one, um, and only have one of them set come on automatically if you if you do have one set to come on automatically but otherwise they they should coexist perfectly happily with each other um, and with nvda you can normally start it with control alt n and you can exit it with nvda q and then enter so your nvda key uh, similar to jaws your nvda key will be either insert or caps lock depending on how you've got it set up um, NVDA, like JAWS, does have a desktop keyboard layout and a laptop keyboard layout. Uh, one thing it does do slightly differently to JAWS is you can still set the NVDA key independently of whichever keyboard layout you're using. So you can have NVDA in desktop keyboard layout, but use caps lock as your NVDA key if you prefer. Um, or both. You can you can have it in uh, with insert or caps lock. Uh, and and use whichever one you feel like. Um, using, um, sorry, that was the main thing I was going to say there. Um, using foreign languages, um, as long as, and I must admit, I don't myself, but as long as those keystrokes are not JAWS-specific keystrokes, um, as long as they're just general uh, keystrokes in, in Windows, uh, maybe with whichever languages you've got set up, then, yep, that should work just fine. Um, NVDA will switch language, uh, can switch language. You can turn this on or off. NVDA can switch languages automatically based on the document that you're using. So if you're in Notepad and you start typing in English and then 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 change to French, it won't do anything. It won't change. Um, but if a document's language has been specified by whoever made the document or you specify it, for instance, in Word, you can change languages. Um, if you've done that, then NVDA can also change languages. Uh, by default, it will do it within the same synthesizer that you're using. So if you're using Windows One Core, it will switch to the French one of the French English, uh, sorry, one of the French Windows One Core voices, um, and then back to English in Windows One Core. Still, um, there is a switch synth add-on you can use if you would rather, you know, use eSpeak for German and 
a vocalizer for French and another synthesizer for another language. Uh, you can you can do that uh, with that add-on, um, but otherwise, NVDA should yeah work pretty well with different languages. So you can switch multiple languages within a document because sometimes I have multilingual um, documents when I'm translating. Yeah, as long as the document itself is set up um, and those those language changes are um, are set in the document itself, um, then then yes. If okay. you've yeah, mm-hmm. if you're in Word and you've you've told it you're writing in English, uh, and you suddenly just start writing French words, uh, it it will just keep reading them in the same synthesizer because it, it doesn't realize um, that, uh, that that you're trying to change language. Um, so if I write the word, you know, croissant, it's a French word, but uh, in the middle of an English sentence, I probably don't want to change synthesizers, um, if that's all. Um, so, yeah, as long as the document specifies it, it will change automatically, which I expect is how JAWS and other screen readers also work. And then about the pushing buttons, is it like if you have a website and, you know, it doesn't push buttons with one screen reader, will it do that for you? Or um, is that a different problem? But I was told to try another screen reader for, you know, that task. That's it's, why yeah, so it's, it's, it's one of those things which um, web design gets so complex and, and nuanced uh, now with so many different ways of, of doing similar things. So it is certainly worth trying, um, yeah, NVDA if JAWS isn't isn't working for you with a particular site. Uh, it might also be worth switching between, um, you know, Edge and Firefox, for instance. Um, Okay, well, know, thank we, you very, yeah, very much. Yeah, I used to always say that. I, having, I always switch browsers. browsers. I have four mm. or five. I've got Brave. I've got Edge. I've got Google and a couple more that, that I like and work for me. And I, if something's not working with a website, I'll switch. And not all the time, but most times that, that does the trick. Yeah. yeah. Thank you and so much. Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, not, nine times out of ten issues like that with one particular website, uh, are because of something quirky the designer has done in in writing that website. Um, if you can't press a button on any website, then um, it yeah could be something that's not working properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, if it's just one website, it can always be worth changing browsers or screen readers. Go, David Kingsbury. Yes, hello. Uh, yeah, uh, like the previous. Caller, I had the same problem, not knowing that I had to uh, accept the recording before I could unmute. Um, thank you, Quentin. I have uh, one question and one suggestion. Uh, the question is: uh, You mentioned that uh, there is a Zoom add-on, and that you know uh, it uh, had some ways of increasing the functionality or the enhancements of some in some way. If you could sort of say what those are, and then the suggestion. Is it's a very simple, basic thing, but it's something that's driven me crazy about NVDA for some time. Um, you know, you have these things called command keys that you can toggle on and off with insert four. And I generally like having them on because I want to hear it say control C when I copy and control X when I cut and even, you know, enter when I hit enter. Um, but it also 
says down arrow, down arrow. Every time I arrow, I have to hear the arrow key. And I really love one of two things. One, you either get arrowing out of the command keys thing, so I never have to hear that again. Or maybe for those people who want to hear that, maybe somehow you can sort of um, make the command keys customizable so you can hear some things and not others. Uh, narrator does that a bit. Um, but I'd love to never have to hear the command keys again with the arrow keys. You know, you're on a web page and you go down arrow, down arrow. You have to hear the down arrow, down arrow before you can hear the text. Now, I don't know. I'm not a programmer. I don't know if that's an easy thing to do, but I would love to not have to hear the down arrows when I'm down arrowing. So anyway, question about Zoom and then that my little suggestion there. Yep, Thank you. absolutely. Thank you, David. Um, so with the Zoom add-on, uh, so you can find this if you go to NVDA, uh, NVDA's menu, so NVDA NT, then manage add-ons, and there's a, um, a button to get new add-ons, and that will take you to this page that has a whole bunch of them, including Zoom accessibility enhancements. Uh, this add-on improves the experience of using Zoom for NVDA users by providing keyboard shortcuts to handle alerts for different events while in a meeting, make the process of remote control much more accessible and smoother and more. Uh, so there's things like NVDA shift A cycles between the different modes of reporting alerts, um, reporting them, beeping for them, silent or custom. Uh, and then NVDA control numbers do things like toggle whether it reports when a participant has joined or left the meeting or the audio has been muted or recording uh, has started or stopped and things like that. Um, so I'll let you go to the page to get all of them. But um, yeah, that's the okay, gist. I'll go look of, for that. Thank you. Yeah, that's the gist of what that one does. Um, with um, <clears throat> speaking command keys, uh, yes, you're right. So NVDA has a couple of toggles there, NVDA 2 toggles whether NVDA speaks each letter as you type it, uh, NVDA 3 toggles whether you uh, NVDA speaks each word as it, uh, as it finishes typing it, and NVDA 4 toggles speak command keys as you mentioned, and as you mentioned, yes, it does basically report every keystroke that NVDA 2 doesn't. So it will, will read the arrows and enter and control C and alt F4 and things like that. Um, I recall somebody else asking for, um, yeah, about those arrows as well. So I think the, the idea we had was to make it a little bit more customizable um, so that you could turn off reporting of arrows, for instance. Um, I'm not sure where that's at. I'd have to look in our issue tracker and see where that's that's at, but it hasn't been implemented yet to my knowledge and I am and because you're asking. Um, so, <laughs> so yes, I will chase that up and see what we can do. Uh, just on control C, um, there is another add-on. And is it this one? Clip speak. There's an add-on called Clip Speak, which um, not only announces that control C, but it will tell you that it's cut, copied, pasted text uh, from the clipboard. Mm -hmm. uh, so N NVDA by default doesn't 
actually tell you that it's it's copied to the clipboard when you press Control C, um, but that ClipSpeak add-on will add that functionality. Um, the main reason that we didn't was because we didn't then go and check whether anything had actually been copied to the clipboard and we didn't want to tell you that it had just because you'd press that key. But the keystroke actually does a really good job of... Uh, uh, of, of fairly accurately reporting that, and um, and so yeah, it's quite a popular. Yeah, yeah, one. most, most, pretty much all the command keys. I, I, I get used to it. I, I do want to hear them all. Mm-hmm. Just don't want to hear those arrow keys. But arrows, I'll try that yeah. other add-on. It, it, I, I sort of like hearing things copied to the clipboard rather than Control C. I'm also a trainer or instructor, mm-hmm. and when folks are new, it also gives them a little bit more confidence that they are actually putting something on the clipboard. Yes, yeah. One thing that uh, we've just added, uh, which will be in 2021.3, is a bit better control of uh, moving the focus when, or or moving the view as as the focus moves. So as you're reading down, for instance, a web page, it used to be that the visually, it would just sit there at the top of the screen and while it, it read when you were doing sale, for instance, now it should, or once 2021.3 comes out, uh, it should scroll better to keep what's being read on screen and in view, which is uh, really useful for uh, those folks who do have some sight. Um, and particularly, I know as a trainer, uh, I used to work uh, as a trainer myself, Um and a lot of the people who I would start teaching screen reader used to uh, were ones who still had some sight. So features like that are important. Okay, Mike is next. Mike, go ahead. You're unmuted. Mike, are you there? He may have gotten stuck with the Microsoft meeting prompt. So just tab to got it, press enter, and you're good. Well, shift tab's even quicker. Okay, let's go on to Gene. Genie, I'm not sure. Gene. Okay, nobody seems to be available right now. No. Oh, now we got a phone number, Ron. Okay, we have uh, area code 502. I was curious to know if there's a easy way to update if you already have NVDA on your computer. Yep, so if you've already got NVDA on the computer... There is an option which is there by default uh, to automatically check for updates, and it will do that once a day in the background. Um, so we release usually around four updates a year, um, and so it will prompt when there's a new version. It will prompt NVDA twenty twenty one point two is available. 
uh, would you like to download it and it will download it if you uh, if you tell it to and uh, and then install it um, so yes yes it will do that um, and I mentioned an add-on before the um, add-on updater uh, which if you're using any add-ons can check for and update those as well so that can be more automatic too okay thank you hmm. you're welcome let's go to gene mann first of all um i do like the voices of dave mark and i think it's Catherine, the female voice i haven't used her for a while but especially dave you still have those right in the new version yes okay. so i think they are the windows one core voices yeah are they yep yep so we still have still have those um Microsoft do from time to time add new new voices, I think perhaps more for new languages uh, that it hadn't previously supported than existing ones. But, um, but uh, you can get more um, Windows One core voices by installing new languages. So whichever language you've installed Windows with, you should have at least one or two voices, usually a male and a female. No, I, I have strictly English. The other thing is, is that when I'm in out, uh, Microsoft Outlook for the email, <laughs> so many of the times it's like um, table three, column four, table four, column five, you know, whatever it is, um, instead of just reading what the email is. Um, and one other thing, it seems like Control-Alt-N is narrator. So how would that be different than NV, NVDA as far as starting and stopping? Um, starting narrator last I saw was Windows Control Enter. Oh, Windows Control Enter. Oh, that yep. was okay. I have to try that because I thought it was um N. Okay, All that's right. okay. It, it it throws a couple of people because uh because they use the Windows One Core voices by default, and now we use the Windows One Core voices by default. Uh, so it could sound very similar. Um. Uh, just just on those those Windows One core voices for anybody else, yeah, you uh, you'll have at least those two uh, for English, but uh, particularly for English, where we're quite spoiled, uh, you can install English US, English UK, English Canada, English Australia, English Ireland, English India, English. There's probably more, um, and and you'll get one or two voices for each of those. Uh, they will have you know an accent for whichever country you've you've picked but uh if you uh if you want some more choice you can add those languages to windows itself um with the speech pack and they will be available um outlook yeah outlook outlook was the columns and tables and it's like it's yes seems like it's blank throw much of the way until the email starts but you know yes Yep, it's it's one of those things that uh, is 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 I know technically why it, why it happens, but it's frustrating as a user. Uh, basically, one of the reasons why it happens is because Outlook treats any email as a little word document, um, oh, okay. and and so NVDA treats it like a word document, and in a word document, having that knowledge of tables is is more important um, than in Outlook where they're often just layout tables but there's no way of telling that um, 
what you can do, what some users do in Outlook is turn off reporting of tables. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. So you you can, what you might want to do uh, is, is set up a configuration profile specifically for Outlook in order to do that so that you can still hear tables in Word, for instance, um, but just have them off in Outlook. And the the way that you can do that is, yeah, with a, a configuration profile, which um, it's probably not worth going through the, the full steps for that here, but um, in NVDA's menu, there's, there's an option for configuration profiles. Basically, go into Outlook, then go into that, configuration profiles, create a new profile, make sure you set it to work in the current program and then any changes that you make to NVDA settings will only be active while you're in that program. So if you wanted uh, it to read faster uh, while you're browsing the web, for instance, uh, then you can you can set that change up for while you're working in Edge or Chrome or Firefox or whichever browser you prefer. Um, if you want it to not read tables, you can do that in Outlook. Um, and the way to do that is NVDA Control D, which opens NVDA's document settings. Um, and in there are a whole bunch of checkboxes uh, where you can turn reporting of various things on and off. So it starts off with font, like font size and color and name. Um, and yeah, it goes down to tables um, and other elements that you can turn on or off. Control D, you said? Uh, NVDA Control D. Okay. Yep. So it's so it's um um Control Enter N D, right? Is that what you're saying? Oh. Well, if you're so in other words, if you're in NVDA right now, all you have to do is press Control D. Uh, NVDA Control D. NV NVDA is the actual, it's like in JAWS, it's the insert key. The it's insert, the same yeah, thing, yeah, except it's labeled NVDA. Okay. okay. Yep. So insert control D. Sorry. I, I, I'm just used to calling it that. Sure. Sure. Um, it's like now the JAWS calls it the JAWS key. And so NVDA does the same thing. But if you don't know yep. that going in, you're wondering what key is that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Well, it's been thank a you. it's been a great hour, and we want to thank you so much, uh, Quentin, for being with us and, and either staying up late or getting up early to be with us. It's no, well, it's right in the middle of my day here. It's, Is it? It's oh. just gone mid. It's just gone midday. Okay. So I'm going to go and gotcha. lunch. Yeah. There you go. Well, go ahead and give <laughs> us your contact information so, so that if people need to contact you, they can. Indeed. So, so thank you to to anyone else who's who's had to stay up late or, or get up early if you're uh, if you're somewhere else. Um, so our contact information. So the website is nvaccess.org, and our email address is uh, is is based on that. It's info i n f o at nvaccess.org. Um, you can also find us on on Twitter and Facebook as NV Access, um, and uh, the other one I mentioned earlier was uh, NVDACon, um, which uh, have their own website NVDACon.org, uh, uh, and they're also on Twitter and Facebook as well under those. Excellent. 
Thank you again. It's been terrific, Quentin, and we're glad that you were with us, and we're glad to have the chance to talk about NVDA. You're most welcome. Thank you very much for having me. You're Thank welcome. you, everybody. Next week, Mike May will be here. And you may remember a few years ago that Sendero Group uh, was pretty much sold everything to Ira, and and Ira recently sold everything back to Good Maps. And so all of the indoor navigation and outdoor navigation, etc., some of those things will be talked about in great detail. Uh, and Mike May will be here to talk about them. That's going to be next week. And if you haven't seen the releases, they're all over the, uh, the the web in terms of the blindness community. So you'll probably be able to see something about what's happened over the last several days. It's uh, taking the blindness community by storm. And we'll put it on the list as well. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll put it on the Tech Talk list as well. So that's next week here. And join us then for Mike May on Tech Talk.